And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello, and welcome to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Hey, that's me. Welcome to it. How in the world are you today? I must admit, I got a little, little nervous uh, when I woke up this morning and I saw the headline, Dunkin' Donuts to permanently close 450 stores by the end of 2020. I started thinking, oh, no, no, they're not going to start closing Dunkin' stores, are they? Uh, they're going to permanently close 450 locations by the end of this year. And then I opened up the story and I realized that it's only at the Speedway gas station convenience stores. And those are owned and operated along the East Coast. So I feel a little bit better now. Now, sure, sure, Duncan has 11,300 stores worldwide. Sure, they have 8,500 restaurants in 41 states across the USA. Sure, they have 3,200 international restaurants across 36 countries. But, I mean, I don't want to see any Duncan close because it's, you know, lessening the availability of donuts. We cannot have that. This is, after all, still America. So, irregardless of what you think, <laughs> it is a word. Uh, Starting a little controversy. Uh, Merriam-Webster said that uh, regardless of what you think, irregardless is a word and i know that there's uh you know a lot of uh, grammarians out there getting all wound up because there's no point in it it's it's redundant okay well according to miriam uh and miriam and uh and webster uh both of them together according to them it's an intensifier irregardless so sure the prefix usually functions to indicate negation, but in this case, it's function as an intensifier. So people have said it long enough that, you know what? It's a word and we're moving on with our life. Okay. Now that having been said, maybe we can just, I don't know, pronounce some words, right? One of the things that drives me crazy is the word illegal. I can't tell you how many times news reports say illegal and experts say illegal. It's not illegal. It's illegal. Please, please. And then we have news reports and actual, actual websites that continue to use could care less instead of couldn't care less. In fact, I read a story today, today about meth. I mean, I'm reading stories about meth, of course. Uh, You know, they find it in Northern Ohio and it looks like candy and they're all wound up about it. But in the story itself, it's written from, from Fox 2. Where is Fox 2, by the way? Fox 2. Oakland County, Detroit. They wrote this. Who wrote this article? Uh, Crime and Public Safety, Fox 2, Detroit. Nobody taking credit for it. It said, uh, the cartels could care less who you are as long as they have your money. It's couldn't. Please, 
please, for the love of all that's holy. Just, even if you say it wrong, at least you can do is write it correctly. You know, whatever. And look, we're, we're all not perfect. I know that. We're all not perfect. Some of us, like over 50 million of us, are going to miss work due to pain. Did you know that? 50 million people in America miss work due to pain. That's an incredible number. And I use the word incredible and actually mean it this time. Uh, But there is a way that you can help with the pain that you feel if you're one of those 50 million people in America. You can use Relief Factor. I am one of the uh, Americans who have pain. I haven't missed work due to pain, although I've had surgeries. I don't know if that really counts. But I have found out that with Relief Factor, I'm able to move so much better. My joints feel so much more relief than without Relief Factor. And I started taking Relief Factor, and it got to the point where I was like, well, I mean, I feel okay. I feel fine. Uh, You know, and then I ran out. And then, I mean, my joints ached and I, you know, couldn't bend my knee as far as I was bending it before. And I realized, hey, dummy, you ran out of relief factor. You stopped taking it. And so I started up again. And amazingly, I feel better and so do my joints. And I'm sure that it will work for you. Relief factor. Just go to relieffactor.com. Look, it comes in convenient individual packets. Supports healthy joints and muscles. You can get a three-week quick start for only $19.95. Three-week quick start for only $19.95. Relief factor. 70% of the people who order a three-week quick start go on to order more. I am one of those as well. Relieffactor.com. So if you're uh, an American Indian, uh, for sure the uh, part of the uh, Muscogee Creek Nation uh, in Oklahoma, you're feeling pretty good right now. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled that uh, a large chunk of eastern Oklahoma remains an American Indian reservation. So uh, a lot of officials said it would throw the state of Oklahoma into chaos. I don't know about that. I mean, the argument of, oh, I was going to pay taxes and and we're just going to have to let people out of prisons. The deal was is that the guy who is a dirtbag, or at least he you know, was convicted of being a dirtbag for like, I heard today a thousand years uh, for, uh, you know, a horrific crime of raping a kid. But he's the Supreme Court is saying that as an American Indian and part of the Muscogee Creek Nation, that the Oklahoma prosecutors have no jurisdiction. And so they have to let him out. It doesn't mean that everybody in prison that was convicted of a crime gets out. I mean, I guess you make the argument that since it's on Indian land, if it's an Indian reservation, then, you know, you didn't have uh, proper authority to try me. But if you're not an, an American Indian or specifically here, part of the Creek Nation, uh, I don't know. Do, do, you think you, do you think you have a right to that? That's doubtful. It's very doubtful. Uh, you know, the Creek Nation will say, you know, will say, no, uh, you know, the American government has jurisdiction uh, on you white folks. Uh, they don't have jurisdiction on us. And, you know, 
while I'm okay with it. I mean, that's part of the deal. You know, it's tough. It's tough when you think it, it happened because of a dirt bag, right? But that's the way things work in America. When you follow the law, <laughs> it's an amazing thing when you, <laughs> uh, when you follow the law. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the law and the feds, uh, the, they're going to start resuming executions next week. For the first time in like, I don't know, a dozen years, 15 years, something like that. Three executions are going to take place next week at an Indiana prison by lethal injection uh, beginning Monday. Family members of the death row inmates will be allowed to observe the proceedings despite an overall ban on visitors in the prison. Uh, those visiting have to go through all the you know COVID-19 checks and everything. But uh, this is the first time since 2003 that prisoners will be executed on federal death row wow uh okay uh activists argue that the decision highlights the trump's administration's unwillingness to address racial inequity when it comes to the death penalty i mean doesn't everything address racial inequality and uh in t- today's world doesn't everything so they're kicking it back up. Good luck. God bless. If you're on death row, you are, uh, you're back in line. The line is now moving. And as long as we're talking about bad guys, uh, bad guys happen all over the world. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about them here on Chewing the Fat, no question. But one story that, I mean, it's not funny at all. Uh, it's not funny at all. It's uh, the Dutch police have uh, arrested six men after discovering sea containers, those shipping containers, had been converted into a makeshift prison and soundproofed torture chamber, complete with a dentist chair, tools. They included pliers and scalpels and handcuffs. I mean, the picture, if it, you know, it looks like uh, the actual picture in the story, uh, looks a little frightening. You do not want to be in that chair. Okay. You don't want to make that happen. Now, a the reason that they, they busted these guys was uh, last month, officers investigating leads generated by data from encrypted phones uh, used by the criminals. The communications network was cracked by the French police. So detectives in Britain and the Netherlands have already arrested like hundreds of suspects based on these encrypted messages. What struck me funny and you just and it's not funny it's just it just struck me funny because i'm me is that uh, in the story it talks about the announcement gave a chilling insight into the increasingly violent dutch criminal underworld who knew <laughs> i mean when you think of criminal underworld do you think of the dutch i mean maybe that's their maybe that's the shining moment right that they've been in hiding all this year nobody thinks of the dutch as the increasingly violent Dutch criminal underworld. But that's where we're at now. So when you think of criminal underworld uh, and the large-scale production of trafficking drugs, think of the Dutch mafia. Yeah, the Dutch. So 
<laughs> I mean, sounds like a new Netflix show to me. I'm ready to, I'll, you know what? I'm ready. Let's, let's get together, sit out and write it. Uh, you know, we'll just call it Dutch. And the head of the criminal empire can be Dutch and whatever Netherlands last name you want to give him. But the world calls him Dutch. And he can actually be Dutch. So, you know, technically it's Dutch from Dutch. Netflix, call me. I'm here for you. I mean, maybe we use what happened in St. Petersburg, Florida as, you know, the opening scene of Dutch on uh, on Netflix. Uh, a lady was out dry, uh, jogging uh, the other morning. And uh, she saw a head off in the brush on uh, on a road. Hey, I you know a lot of people might have thought it was just an animal, but it really looked like human to me. <laughs> I mean, if you find a head, uh, I don't know. Do you do you, you have to say something, right? But it's I mean you're involved now. I. So she's out jogging and she said, uh, I passed by here on Sunday. I didn't see a head. And then I didn't come jogging on Monday. And I was jogging this morning and I looked and there was a head. So if you, if you have any information, I mean, this, you know, in, 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 in my show, this gets tied back to Dutch. But in the real world, we don't know, right? It was, uh, it was pretty uh decomposed so i mean they didn't even they weren't even able to tell the person's gender or race according to the police spokesman so ick and uh, he's out for a jog so when you're out for a jog or a walk in the morning in any city but in particular st petersburg and yeah i uh, being being from uh florida and st petersburg and not far from that neck of the woods uh, 38th Avenue North and, uh, you know, 275 Interstate and 31st Street South. I mean, that's a thoroughfare area. Uh, still neighborhoods, but uh, that road has turned into, uh, you know, a busy road. Anyway, uh, you know, a lot of people pass by there. So, I mean, how long do you keep ahead before you throw it away? I don't know. And, uh, no, somebody, you know what? Write your own jokes. When you're done writing your own jokes, then we can move on to uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, she's still in the news. <laughs> I know. I know. She's a bad person. I get it. But she has, uh, she's got a great attorney team. So uh, we can break it down for you. And, you know, maybe I'll, maybe we'll get into, you know, her case and break down the attorneys and what they're going to be doing for her. I mean, first and foremost, I got to try to get her out of jail, right on bail. Good luck. God bless with that. Uh, sure. She may get out, uh, for a pretty penny and have to surrender all her passports. Uh, does that mean she still couldn't leave the country? I don't know. That's a pretty good argument. Uh, you know, if you're just laying, do you hop on a plane with or without a passport and just get out? Uh, you might, you might, now, it's said that she's on suicide watch. Duh. Uh, even if she wasn't thinking about committing suicide, uh, 
And those of you watching live on the uh, 9th of July, uh, 2020, you see me putting suicide in parentheses in, on suicide watch. Uh, man, they don't want anything to happen to her. I mean, nothing, right? I mean, we talked about that. Uh, I mean, she gets a, she gets a hangnail. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be sending in the, the physician team to take care of her. We don't want anything bad to happen to her. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see if she gets out on jail. We'll see if she's going to cut a deal. That's going to be the most fascinating thing. That's why, I mean, wow. If she has anything and we, you know, I know I'm, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but, and we'll find out as the days progress, but if she has anything at all that can tie different high profile people to Jeffrey Epstein and, and, and her, uh, man, she needs to be protected and she needs to go somewhere far away, uh, far away. So good luck, Ghislaine. And we still have the Johnny Depp trial going on. Well, I'll talk a little bit more, you know, maybe about that tomorrow or, you know, the first of next week, because new stuff comes out from that trial every day. It's incredible that lawsuit against the sun and he's been on the stand. I don't know how long he's going to be on the stand. Hell, they might keep him on the stand until next year. Uh, but some fascinating stuff coming out of that. The, the last testimony that I started reading was, uh, when he was, uh, kicking his drug and alcohol habit and they went to a rehab Island who doesn't do that. Duh. And, uh, they're saying that he hit Amber and Amber, I mean, just, uh, amazing. And, um, and some of his text to her family and her, and I mean, Wow. Wow. Just, I keep using the word incredible in it. There's got to be a better word. Irregardless, I think that it's, uh, you know, it's amazing times that we live in. And we have the couple who are getting, uh, you know, or at least now uh, charged with a hate crime for vandalizing a Black Lives Matter mural on the on a road that was you know had a permit and it was supposed to be there uh it is a pretty oh my gosh i almost said it again incredible story uh irregardless of anything else uh you know the the argument that well we can tear down statues and that doesn't mean anything well if we try someone and actually charge someone with those statues being torn down then you know they would be charged with a hate crime, but we can't charge them because we don't know who they are. Darn the luck. And we know who this couple is who were, you know, painting over uh, a Black Lives Matter mural and they were doing it with anger. And you know that. That means that it's a hate crime automatically. And so if you do anything out of anger, hate crime. Go to the break room. I need a drink of ice cold water. Oh, so good. So, if you're looking for a gig, there's a couple new gigs you can apply for. Uh, you can be part of the coronavirus clinical study. Uh, 
program from the coronavirus prevention network.org. Uh, mission is to conduct a phase three vaccine and monoclonal antibody efficacy studies for prevention of COVID-19. Conduct a phase three vaccine and monoclonal antibody efficacy studies for the prevention of COVID-19. What to expect when you volunteer? Let's see. Are you going to get paid? Probably not, since they're using the word volunteer. Uh, when you contact one of the participating research sites, they will tell you about a research we're doing. All right. Uh, during the study, uh, requiring uh, 10, 10 or more visits for one to two, one to two years? Wow. Uh, if you become infected with SARS or uh, COVID-2 and become ill with COVID-19, the study staff will work with you to make sure you get the care that you need. That's nice of them. Uh, we may ask that we contact you again on the study. If you're interested in volunteering for the study, you just have to click on the link. Doesn't look like uh, you're getting any cash for this bad boy. So it's all under the volunteer aspect uh let's see clinic must be 18 years old to participate participation involves completing a short online survey that includes some personal questions your participation is voluntary so go to coronavirus prevention network.org if you're looking for that gig you know look is it an important thing to be a volunteer for that you betcha uh you know i'd like a couple of bucks but you know they're not going to pay you. They're not going to pay you. Uh, there's a new job at Twitter, though. I mean, they have a new listing up for, for at Twitter. Uh, apparently, they're looking for a uh, subscription platform. So they're looking for a contract engineer to rebuild some of the services to produce a subscription management platform. Okay. But uh, then they went out and they decided, oh, wait, that's not right. Oh, it's not a forthcoming subscription service. No, my gosh, that's that can't be. Uh, nope, we we changed it to just seeing looking for a senior full stack software engineer, and then uh, they decided, nope, we're going to change it again, and we're going to restore the whole subscription. Uh, so, if you want to go to work for Twitter, you may or may not be looking at uh, a gig for creating a subscription service with the video uh they already have video through its platform by way of periscope uh you know i who knows but if you want to go to work for twitter i would apply good luck god bless working for twitter shepherd smith remember him from uh, fox news for years uh he's got a new gig so if you're going to apply for the evening news gig on cnbc uh you can't have it. Shep has already got it. All right. Uh, he's going, according to Shep, he's honored to continue to pursue the truth, both for CNBC's loyal viewers and for those who have been following my reporting for decades in good times and in bad. So he's got a new gig. Uh, good for him. According to uh, Brian Stelter, and may you just love Brian Stelter, he, uh, he tweeted uh, quite a bit about uh shep smith brian's got a little thing for him um 
I've got three tweets here from Brian about Shep. This is a, this will be a time slot homecoming for Shep, who helmed the 7 p.m. hour on Fox News until Roger Ailes demoted him in 2013 to make room for Megyn Kelly. No word on an exact launch date yet. Isn't that cute, Brian? Thank you for updating us on that. CNBC is giving Shep some big titles. CNBC's chief general news anchor and chief breaking general news anchor, as well as executive editor of the News with Shepard Smith. I don't know that that's true, but if it is, it doesn't surprise me. And Shep says CNBC boss Mark Hoffman presented me with the CNBC's vision for fact-based, hour-long evening news program with the mission to cut through the static to deliver facts in context and with perspective. I know I found a great home for my newscast. Uh, I bet. And it's very important to be able to have that perspective when you're giving us the truth, isn't it, Shep? Yes. You want to be sure that you're able to give us that perspective. I know you've had extensive experience and a deep passion for breaking news and deep, in-depth storytelling, incisive interviews. It's going to serve as a perfect bridge between CNBC's daytime investor-focused news programming and the network's aspirational business-oriented entertainment programs in prime time. So, they're all about it. Uh, no no report on what uh, Shep's getting paid, but I bet you it's a pretty penny. It's a pretty, pretty penny. And you know, I read an article earlier today about uh, Tina Weymouth, uh, bass player for the Talking Heads. And the article was, you know, really nice. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago now by uh, Carrie Kurgan for uh, papermag.com. And the headline is 40 years later, Talking Heads' most valuable member is still its most underrecognized. And it talks about her, you know, her joining the band and how she became part of Talking Heads. And look, I mean, I mean, according, even this article says without, uh, you know, her baseline, I mean, Psycho Killer burning down the house once in a lifetime. I mean, those are because of her. You know those. And, you know, they've, you know, Jay-Z has been uh, Selena, Jay-Z and Selena Gomez has, you know, been, you know, discussing her role and she's a female and, you know, in the, the world of music. And, you know, she was you know, part of an iconic band and uh, she's almost 70 now. And, uh, she talked about, uh, how, uh, you know, she was always a feminist, but you know, it was just, she didn't want to talk about it because, uh, you know, that's all they want to talk about. Really all they kept asking her about was David and how she became a part of the group. Uh, you know, they were looking for a bass player, couldn't find one. She went out and bought a bass and, uh, she, by the time they, started touring she'd only been playing bass for about five months and she uh spent uh, many times uh just being david burns whipping boy or whipping girl and uh how uh she was uh recording labor um she talked about being in the shadow of david she talked about uh how she you know, wanted to, uh, just be, you know, part of the group and how they started and were living in a, you know, a crappy apartment. Anyway, it's just a fascinating article on Tina stuff. You don't think about uh, a lot of times. Uh, but, uh, I mean, part of an iconic band touring the world and, uh, she's, uh, you know, the only female, uh, 
and uh, burn. Apparently, only it sounds. I'm have to go back and do a little little research. It sounds uh, this article that David treated her like crap. Uh, really made her made her try out for the band two or three times. Nobody else had to do that. And uh, she said whenever something was wrong or wasn't quite right, David would just blame her. <laughs> and in an interview, at one point, David talked about how women, you know, how he didn't think women were should be out in the world because it was a dangerous place. I, I really, really strange. And look, David Burns, a weird cat anyway uh no question about that so it wouldn't surprise me that uh any of that took place but uh, one of the things that uh i was looking for in the article and i missed it where it said that tina is a subscriber to chewing the fat i know right you'd think that would be in the article it's not i don't know why but uh you should be a subscriber to chewing the fat no question Okay, so just pick your platform. Uh, it doesn't matter which one. Just, uh, you know, choose whatever little platform warms the little cockles of your heart. And then subscribe to Chewing the Fat, the podcast with Jeff Fisher. iTunes, Spotify, pick it, subscribe, enjoy. Um, and I work this tongue to the bone for you. Okay, for you. And I expect some respect and by subscribing to this podcast well you're you're showing me that respect okay so i would appreciate it if you'd subscribe okay and you know as long as you're as long as you're there and you're already subscribing to stuff you might as well go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel join the fat with jeff fisher as well and then look if you're thinking to yourself what should i subscribe to that would bring goodness and smartness and well yeah goodness and smartness that's blaze tv that's what you get i mean i think that's the new promo bringing you goodness and smartness blaze tv so if you uh you know if you subscribe to blaze tv that costs money i know the podcast and the youtube channel chewing the fat free blaze tv costs you some money I know, but, but look around. Voices are being silenced every day. That's why it's more important than ever to get Blaze TV. And while chewing the fat is free, it's free because of people who subscribe to Blaze TV and are, uh, you know, helping us get through and keeping voices alive. So if you go to uh, blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, uh, you can use the promo code Jeffy and get you like, I think 10 bucks off, but I think today, I don't know how, I don't know for how much longer this, uh, this promo code works, but fight the mob will get you 20 bucks off for a year. That's pretty good. Okay. So go to blaze tv.com slash Jeffy and, you know, pick a promo code. If you say, well, I got an extra, I got an extra few bucks. Use the promo code Jeffy. If you say, "Ooh, man, I got an extra few bucks, but I'd rather I'd rather save a few bucks," use the promo code "Fight the Mob," and if that still works, you'll get your twenty bucks off. If they say, uh, "Hey, loser, fight the mob doesn't work anymore," I don't think it'll say "Hey, loser," but it'll probably say "Fight the Mob doesn't work anymore." Well, then just use Jeffy. Either way, you save a few bucks and you become a member of Blaze TV, 
and you keep some voices alive. Don't forget, I'm still getting uh, I'm still getting your stories about uh, happy moments in your life uh, at chewingthefat at theblaze.com, my email, and uh, the show's email. And so, uh, you know, just keep them coming. I'm going to make them into a show. I may read some uh, tomorrow. I may make it into a separate podcast for, say, Saturday, you know, happy moments. But uh, if you can go back, I, I told you a story. One of the, uh, you know, one of the, I just was, I was telling it last week and i realized that that was probably that was one of one of the happiest moments uh of my life at that time it was just tremendous and uh, i told that story on monday uh so if you're a subscriber to chewing the fat you can go back and listen to the monday podcast okay but uh remember life is what happens right when you're waiting for something else to happen so uh you know just tell me a quick happiest moment of your life story and uh, we'll share it and let people realize that they can be happy with just the little things in life a few other things happening uh, you know around the world and here in the US uh, we have and I say we, as of uh, the United States of America and uh, President Donald Trump, uh, have formally begun the process of withdrawing from the World Health Organization. Uh, bye-bye. Have a nice day. All I ask for is that the United Nations is next. And we don't have to withdraw from the United Nations, to be honest with you, I, although I don't want to be really a part of it but they need to find a new home uh i don't care where just somewhere outside of the united states of america goodbye have a nice day take care i would give you know two bucks uh, two bucks i give two whole dollars in fact i'd get the newest crispiest two dollars i could find and i'd give that to someone who would pull U-Haul trucks up in front of the UN with a deadline saying you gotta get out. Uh, we're not saying you have to go home, but you can't stay here. Anyway, that's <laughs> and uh, a business that generated nine hundred and ninety-one million dollars in sales last year. Uh Brooks Brothers. Temporary store closures. Uh, your revenue is in the tank. They are really struggling. I mean, this uh, Brooks Brothers is, uh, you know, huge. Uh, you know, presidents, school, every, you know, you wear a Brooks Brothers suit. That's part of the deal. Uh, they are really struggling. And they're look. they filed for bankruptcy. And they're looking for a buyer. And we'll see what happens. Um. Uh, We'll see. Uh, I know. Uh, you know they they've they've restructured in the past with the new CEO, the Del Vecchio, and he turned them around. Maybe he can turn them around again too. I mean, they began manufacturing some of his products here in the U.S. in, in Massachusetts, North Carolina, New York. I mean, he's a, this is an American company, two hundred and two year old company. Uh, you know, presidents have worn Brooks Brothers suits. So I mean, I hate to see this company go but we all change 
and everything changes. And Bed Bath and Beyond, dry your eyes, okay? They're closing 200 stores over two years as sales fall almost 50% during the pandemic. Wow, that really is, uh, that's incredible. People did not want to get products from Bed Bath and Beyond. They were getting, uh, and they should have hooked up. Are they hooked up with Amazon? Uh, so it said its net loss narrowed <laughs> to uh, $302.29 million. Uh, Sales fell 49%. Wow. The company said it plans to permanently close roughly 200 of its namesake stores over the next two years. Uh, that's... It's pretty significant. As of May 30th, it operated 1,478 stores, including 955 Bed Bath & Beyond shops. Wait, so... Uh, also owns chains uh, Bye Bye Baby, Christmas Tree Shops, and Harmon Face Values. Uh, these actions generate annual cost savings between 250 and 350 million, one-time costs. So they're trying to stay alive. Uh, why doesn't Bed Bath & Beyond make such a big thing about them just uh, buy us online? That would be kind of nice, right? Right? I mean, maybe they do. Uh, I'm not a big, a big Bed Bath & Beyond guy, although I've purchased things there. I've shopped at Bed Bath & Beyond, but when I think of things... There's only a couple of things. I'm trying, I'm trying to, when I think of things that I need that they sell at Bed Bath & Beyond, do I think of Bed Bath & Beyond as the first stop to get that product? That's the way they need to rebrand their, their position. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond, you've got to, you know, when you need a plunger, think of us. <laughs> when you need a scale, uh, think of us. I, I don't need a scale. I don't want one. But if you need one, uh, you know, think of Bed Bath & Beyond. When you need towels, think of Bed Bath & Beyond. That was the first place. Bed Bath & Beyond was the first place that I realized that all the towels that they had on the shelf weren't, uh, <laughs> weren't a full towel. You know, they have them rolled up. You know, you see the roll of the towel. They're stacked on top of each other. And I thought, man, that's a good stack job. I like that. And how many times in your life have you said to yourself, that's a good stack job? And uh, I thought, wow, that's incredible. So uh, I noticed one time and I, I was able to, I was able to, you know, reach up and grab it. And it's just a piece of cardboard. Uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a, like a, a small towel. <laughs> a display towel or a washcloth, but it's not a full big towel stack. It's a piece of cardboard that looked like that. It was just a stupid thing. I was just, when I remember pulling that out going, wow, that's pretty amazing how they do that. No wonder it looks so perfect. <laughs> anyway, Bed Bath & Beyond, call me. I'm here for you. We'll help you out a little bit with your marketing campaign. Uh, you need to reimagine in fact, I mean, I've already written it for you. Reimagine Bed Bath & Beyond. When you need home improvement, start here. I mean, hello. You're welcome, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, BB&B. &B. Uh, B squared plus one. Uh, I, you know, we'll think of something for you, Bed Bath & Beyond. Chewing the fat 
is here for you. Okay? Bed, Bath & Beyond, reimagine Bed, Bath & Beyond. When you think home improvement, think Bed, Bath & Beyond first. I think that's it. You're welcome. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So yesterday, United Airlines warned nearly half of its U.S. staff, 36,000 people, could be furloughed starting the 1st of October. I mean, and that's because, right? I mean, we talked about the TSA checkpoint numbers. Uh, The airlines are hurting. I mean, yesterday, 600,000 people through the through the turnstiles a year ago almost two and a half million uh incredible um they called the plan a last resort flight attendants would be the hardest hit followed by customer service and gate agents maintenance workers then pilots see i would move the pilots to number before the end and maintenance workers last that's just me um, but you know, they do what they want. I'm thinking the maintenance workers and, you know, while it takes, uh, you know, big time to fly it, it takes big time to keep them going. Anyway, that's just me. Uh, maybe the pilots can help with the maintenance work. So maybe the maintenance workers under this plan come before the pilots. Uh, I mean, they even say, right. I mean, the president of the association of flight attendants, said uh it's a gut punch but it's the most honest assessment we've seen on the state of the industry yeah no kidding according to this despite the influx of funds from the government united airlines this is just united airlines is burning through 40 million a day wow i mean their hub in newark uh recorded 16% net booking compared to last year. That's got to be minus 16%. There's no way that could be. Anyway, this, that can't be right. But because of the coronavirus and the uh, TSA, nobody wanting to fly and everybody driving, uh, that has made room for a new sheriff in town. Uh, there's a new busiest airport in the country. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Uh, number one got kicked off. Uh, get, got kicked off the hill. Okay. So, uh, congratulations to DFW Airport uh, for being the number one busiest airport in the country. Leaping ahead of O'Hare, who's in number two leaping ahead of them we had 12,132 flights in may chicago only had 8,596 flights yeah yeah okay and then you say hey what about uh atlanta yeah well atlanta uh which is uh united (laughs) boom that made uh dfw uh numero uno okay i mean uh so Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, DFW is number one. I love DFW Airport. Not really. Although it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I At first, it really kind of agonized me, and we've made fun of the homeless people in 
you know, in the uh, in the terminal, uh, terminal A. But uh, they've made it easier to get around. That, and I know I realized it was under construction. One of the things that really ticks me off about DFW is you can't get on the property without paying. Uh, I should be able to drop someone off at a terminal without having to pay to get into airport property. I just should. I, I, I know. I guess that's maybe old school thinking, but I should. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like that I can't just go and drop someone off and not pay. Should be a straight line to the terminals, uh, in and out, without having to pay. But no, you can't do that. And I like the fact, just as a side note of liking the fact that it's big. Man, DFW Airport is big. In fact, one of the one of the cool things, and I. I talked about this in a stand-up routine i did a few years ago that uh it's bigger than the island of manhattan the entire property of dfw airport is bigger than the island of manhattan so take that new york uh we're talking about texas talking about big (laughs) i remember why i did the stupid airport oh i know it was because i was talking about the difference between uh dallas and Fort Worth. And I was talking about the difference in taxiing. I mean, you can land at DFW and you're going, you know, by the time you get back to the terminal, you've gone through a couple of counties. Um, but uh, it, was a, it was the stupid uh, Kennedy joke. Uh, I talked about, uh, you know, the Kennedy had breakfast in Fort Worth the day that he was assassinated. And then, you know, obviously went into Dallas and was killed. And, uh, you know, that's the old, the old joke about the assassination. (laughs) Fort Worth is like, uh, he was fine when he left here. Thank you for coming tonight. Appreciate it. Oh, I wanted to thank, hold on. I wanted to thank, uh, I wanted to thank the couple that sent me the mask. I thanked them on Pat, uh, chewing, chewing the fat on Pat Unleashed the other day but uh, I wanted to thank them they sent me a Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher mask Uh, Mackenzie and Mitch thank you so much they sent me a nice letter they were making masks for the family they thought of uh, they thought of me and how I was uh, wasn't coming into the studios for a while and they made me uh, made me the uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher mask and if you watch uh, the Chewing the Fat segment on Blaze Television uh, during Pat Unleashed, the Wednesday the 8th program, you'll see that I put it on and I thank them on that show. But I wanted to be sure that I thank them here on the podcast as well. So thank you very much for the mask. I really appreciate it. And, you know, it was very kind of you. I mean, there's only one. I have a family. But, uh, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> thank you i i do appreciate i do appreciate it. it was very kind i mean that from the bottom of my heart i'm just saying that i have a family and it's you know be nice to have more than one be nice to have more than one is all you know 
am I greedy? Probably. So, never mind. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I guess we'll get an idea if sports is going to be alive and well during the uh, coronavirus uh, coronavirus days. Right, the NBA started up today. Uh, their practices in Orlando in their bubble that they created. Um, every single player has to test negative on two separate coronavirus tests in the first 36 to 48 hours upon arrival uh, before they're allowed to practice as teams. The players are offered the uh, the rings to monitor their health. The teams are staying at the Disney Hotel properties. They were assigned hotels based on their position in the standings. I don't know what that means. They were assigned hotels. If you were the number five team, you had to you get you get the Motel Six down the road. <laughs> Sorry, you guys suck. So you're not staying on the Disney property. They all I know what it means. And apparently, uh, they you know get their meals, and you know we'll see if the bubble program works for the NBA. And I do have a legitimate question about the NBA: Are you watching? Raise your hand. I tell you what, raise your hand if you're watching, going to watch, if you're planning on watching the NBA this year. No, don't be afraid to raise your hands. Go ahead and raise them. No, seriously, if you're going to watch them, raise your hands. Don't don't just sit there with your hands you know, fold it in your lap, raise your hands if you're going to watch the NBA. And I, no, I'm asking, raise your hands. Let me know if you're, you're going to watch. I know. I think that's where we're at. Good luck. Good luck. Who's going to watch past maybe the first game or two? Tune in just to see what it looks like with everybody with their sayings on the back of the jerseys and the Black Lives Matter on the, on the, on the court, uh, you know, get a look and by the way this will be a sign of what's going to happen in the sports world right uh how they're going to run it if they're going to run it what happens when multiple players contract COVID-19 uh do we shut the whole thing down it's going to be a fascinating watch um instead of you get COVID you're out we're still going to play oof I don't know that that's going to happen. And then we've got, I mean, we've got baseball and, and football, college and NFL to think about. And, uh, you know, those of you that, those of you that looked like you were going to raise your hands, uh, how many of you are going to be watching the NFL? Uh, no, you can raise your hands. Don't just sit there with your hands in your lap or under your legs like that. Raise your hands if you're going to be watching the NFL. My gosh. Don't don't be embarrassed. Raise raise your hands if you're going to watch the NFL. I mean, they've given you no reason not to watch. All right, here's an, here's another question. I'll tell you, what, you can put put your hands back down. Those of you that were thinking about raising your hands, put your hands back down. The WNBA, who has less of an audience than any uh, than NFL or NBA, earlier this week, and I and I missed their announcement, and I apologize. They announced it's going to dedicate this 2020 season to social justice reform. Now, players are going to wear shirts during warm-ups, not during the game, but during warm-ups that say Black Lives Matter on the front and say and say her name on the back, a move honoring Breonna Taylor and other victims of police brutality and racial violence. So that's good, right? I mean, so 
Wow, and the amount of people that were going to raise their hands for the NFL and the NBA, how many of those people are going to raise your hands to watch the WNBA? Go ahead. You don't have to be, af- you don't have to be afraid. You can, you can raise your hands. My gosh. Don't be afraid not to raise your hand. Go ahead and raise them. Don't just sit there with your hands in your lap. Wow, that's incredible. There's an awful lot of you that look like you want to raise your hands. 